Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here, and I'm joined here by Brady, Brandon, and Caden. We all went to the uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies match versus Sacramento Republic FC uh, this past Saturday. And, you know, it, it was definitely an entertaining game during the first half, and uh, some questionable calls by the referee throughout the entire game. But we sadly left during uh, halftime because of the rain. It, it rained out. We got it, rained We out. got rained out, I can't lie. It, it got really rough out of nowhere. But let me just say this. There is no stadium in the U.S. like L.A. Mm -hmm. and we, were say, we were saying that during the entire game. Like it, was, it was hard to look at the soccer match, just, was, look, just looking at the scenery. The marina and the sky was gorgeous. And, you know, we, Richard, shout out to Richard. He did tag along. Um, hopefully he'll join us again for another game. Uh, definitely nice to see him and shout also, out to him. Richard and Brandon literally said, "Oh, it's not gonna rain. It's not gonna rain." Like three I know, times. dude, that was going through my head the whole time. Nah, I checked. I checked. We jinxed it. Well. No, we were saying. Me and Kate we were saying it. that too as well because we checked the forecast and at seven it uh, said thirty percent chance, and then it just got lower at eight. So we were like, "There's no way," and then the shit came out of nowhere. So it was like, "Damn, that kind of made me feel better about myself." Because that's the first thing I said going up there. I'm like, "No, bro, we damn, were, it hasn't rained today." Thinking, this is like I was thinking, bro, this guy's it's been raining a lot lately, and. As soon as I saw the clouds, I'm like, I never said it out loud to anybody. I'm like, damn, I think I jinxed it for us. But yeah. no, it was, I don't think if it wasn't of rain, we wouldn't have seen that beautiful rainbow and that beautiful exactly. scenery over the marina. It was, it was gorgeous. It really like, was. And that was the first thing that caught my eye. Cause, and I remember when you got the phone call that we were getting those seats. You, we were all hyped. Mm -hmm. You're like, bro, we got the good seats. We got the good seats. Wait till you go. I ahead. didn't know it was going to be that good. Wait till this Saturday. We got behind our team's bench. Fuck yeah, dude! And even from what we sat the Saturday prior, I didn't, I didn't know that the marina was just right next yeah, right to the stadium, there. parallel with it like that. And you could see it from the other side of the stadium, and that was just so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And and it just set up so perfectly because then on the left side, you pretty much have like the main bulk of the stadium, the mm -hmm. overpass where it has the rowdies um, mm -hmm. artwork and all that stuff. So it was just a beautiful, beautiful night until nice. unfortunately it started raining. Um, and even onto the pitch too, it translated because it was a beautiful night, weather-wise, until it started raining. And a beautiful night on the pitch for the Rowdies in the first half, at least. You yeah. know, um, it was pure domination, pure domination. And we touched on it in last week's recap after the game against um, Colorado on how I guess not poor, but how much we lacked in the execution part of it. Yeah. And it sort of continued on to this game and I said that's something that we're going to be looking out for and we need to sort of work on and get right and I don't know if it just didn't address it in the training grounds this week or what might have happened but it's sort of I mean it didn't come back to bite us in the ass but we could have won this game we, could have, we, yeah. we left points out there on the table against the best team in the league mm -hmm. I think it should have been 4-1 by the end easily of I mean yeah. I mean minus there was a couple very good defensive plays by Sacramento um it was one of JJ's first opportunities. It was a cross from the right side. I think it was a cross from White. One of the first times he was getting forward. Shout out to White, man. He, Hell he, Hell he kind of he was one of those that was missing those opportunities. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he first is essential. He is essential defensive midfielder. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be the most prolific attacker. But seeing him just get in that position and have a awareness awareness of where the good positions are, mm -hmm. attacking wise, it's it's promising to see. Um, but yeah, they, they made some good plays defensively, but like you said, they definitely left some goals on the board and could have easily been 4-1 going into halftime. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just fun to watch. It was a very dominating first half. They got, Sacramento got that goal back right before half to equalize, but it was just... 
it was nice. Yeah, it was. It was a nice goal, and they they should have showed us. They showed us what we should have been doing with our opportunities because it was very similar to the way we were attacking throughout the first half. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, going back to Lawrence White, and I think that that attributes to Neil Collins. You know, you, you look at guys like Ryan Spaulding. Ryan Spaulding was a left back his entire career. Yeah. And you know he's moved him up to I think uh, left, left mid, wing, left mid, left left yeah. wing. And uh, he's, you know, he's he's doing great. He, he's making attacking runs, and he's a very defensive-minded uh, winger. He's conservative with the ball, he and he actually has speed, which like is it, it's it's it adds an element to like his set and pieces. Vision, and vision. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, and he's a good passer. But going back to what you know, Lawrence White, he is making those offensive runs because that's what Neil Collins wants him to do. You know, yeah. It's it's all what it's all behind you know what what Neil Collins you know brain is telling these. You know, telling these te- telling these players what to do. I'm not gonna lie. I I definitely wanted to win, but yeah. we did get the draw. So like, that that wasn't the end of the world. Mm. And they are the best team in the USL. But Brady, I'll take a draw. I'll take yeah. a draw. Yeah, Brady. I wanted to ask you what were your thoughts on the, the the first half, obviously, and and what your you know predictions are going into next week. I guess you want to say. Um. Yeah. I think we had good momentum before it started. Like just. Pouring, like mm. halftime. I mean, we were playing good, really good before the half. Pressing. Yeah. I mean, we were getting good. I mean, we got a goal. We were just pressing the whole time. Everybody was making good runs. Literally, all our players looked good. Yeah. Like, yeah not not one of our players looked bad. They were all passing good. Very Except technical. Hanley. I, I oh, really, Ant was rough for me. Ant wasn't playing bad. Bro. I don't we'll, know. We'll talk more about Antley and like you guys said, Williams, White. What they did. White had some good, you know, bursts of pace. He had some good runs, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he even had a goal opportunity, but couldn't finish it. Yeah. Two, I think yeah, he had two. He had two. One, he, one, he just sailed it over the net, and the second one, it was just, it was just a bad net. shot. In the but this is his first save, game back. Yeah, I, like, you'd just, like to see that. Just you know, to see promising. his production already off rip, he's getting chances up there, which I, like, that's the one thing that I will take from the Rowdies. I know we're not executing on these chances, but our shots on goal are, are really up there, so, like, that, that comes away with yeah. goals at the end of the day, right? But... I just wanted to also ask you, Brady, what were your thoughts on just the vibe of the game? Were you shocked that there wasn't many people there? It was the best. We're playing the best team. Yeah, I, was, uh, I thought USL. it was going to be packed, man. Yeah, I know, I know the forecast, you know, probably people saw that coming, I guess. But, I mean, come on. I, I thought, you know, we didn't know. We, we, were, we were kind of forecasting for that, too. Yeah. The crowd to show up, too, and just that, that rowdy culture, that life to be there and bring it. Hey, the fan section was showing up. It was. They, they it were was, staying in the rain. They it were was staying nice. in the rain. It was nice. The the true Rowdy fans definitely showed their, their pride, but, you know, I, I, I was kind of shocked, too, along with what you said, Brady. Yeah, um, it was just weird to not see the stadium kind of filled. But what are your thoughts going into... Um, New Mexico FC, they're kind of mid in the West. What what do you think needs to happen, especially with JJ Williams getting that red card, Brady? I think we need to have a show out from a backup striker. Man. Well, we have Cal Jennings. He was underwhelming in the beginning of the year. Well, you got to get him a chance, bro. Do we change formation for this game? I mean, we gotta we gotta beat New Mexico. I mean, we need to come out. I would and, stick with what's working, man. Yeah. Okay. So the one striker set up and you know shift put, back in with Cal Jennings. See if he can do it. <clears throat> I want to see Tate Johnson out there a little more too. The Wonder Kid, seventeen years old, he has bursts of speed, and you know he is he's worth worth giving a start at this juncture. I feel like, especially at the midfield location, I think he plays left mid, right? Well, he was he's a um, because Spalding could like move around in I think midfield, right? And even even last year he played uh, left back. 
Last year he played left back for us, and you know he's been moving all around. He played uh, winger as well. He started the start of the year week one. He played winger. Like I know I'm, dude. I was I was genuinely crapping on Antley during mm-hmm. the first twenty minutes because like I I I don't as, know as like, much as you were crapping on the ref though. Yeah. No, not as much no. as I was. Like I, okay, I was getting rowdy. Okay, you should have. We yes, you should have. Deservedly so. That ref was terrible. Someone needed to call him out. It was he, bad. I think he still had a little bit of roid rage going in him. I don't know if you saw his legs. I oh, mean, shout out to him. He had tree trunks of fucking Yo, legs, legs, legs. But I think he had a little bit of roid rage still going in him because he, he was fucking. He terrible looks like last a unit. Time. He like, was terrible last night. <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, he was. But no, Anley, like he was. He had a couple miscues early on in the in the first half, and then like a big turnover, like when Delgard was trying to set up a crosser, and like I just remember. I, I don't know like what he was thinking, but he was trying to pass it back into Delgar, but it just it was a takeaway. But, but I mean, he just tries to force stuff, and yeah. I just I, I don't I don't know if I like his play honestly. And I'd like to see someone else like move to right back, maybe move Guilin over there, and then move Tate Johnson at left back, maybe. and then um, just see what he can do about Cal Jennings up front. But I'm, uh, another thing is you look at our injury situation. We have so many midfielders injured. We have Jake Armand's out, Lewis Hilton's out. Uh, Harris is out. Um, we need an acquisition. Yeah, we do. We, we really do. Hey, who, who we do got Lawrence Wyck. That's where we got Lawrence yeah, Wyck. We got Lawrence Wyck. We need the transfer one. market, I believe, opened. It did actually open for the USL? Or? Probably. Well, we got, it's it's probably been open. Well, but at we the same Lawrence time, who do, we, who do we poach? What I mean, what what's available? Honestly, Maybe a loan from an NLS team? But, like, I'm not too inte- like intelligent on the MLS, like, I guess, trade block, but... I don't know what team is poachable. I guess you can say any, like any any team. Like there's not poverty clubs that just get poached all the time. Like is Nashville like a poverty club? Or? Nashville's good. Yeah, Nashville's good. Okay, so was White just not starting? No. Okay. Okay. He's, well, when you when you look when you generally look at uh, why loans are I'm still out, learning. So so loans usually are for you do short term loan uh, short term loan. Uh, you can do just just regular like one year loan or two year loan, okay. or you can do loan to buy. And or is he a loan to buy? No, I, I believe he's just a loan. But uh, a for loan the end of the season, though. Uh, yeah, for, for a he's twelve month loan, and so he's just gonna go there, get experience, get play time, because he's not gonna start for Nashville, so he'll start for the Rowdy, so he'll get actual play time, because there's nothing better than getting game time reps. And I'm not gonna lie, you kind of saw the difference. In his play and speed yeah. than some of the other guys that we have, and not only that, but Sacramento had. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say this: shout out to Forrest Fucking Lasso. There was a point where I think mm-hmm. Sanchez was in his face, and, and he didn't back down. No, That's no, not bro. Forrest Lasso. Forrest Lasso's six he, foot five. Yeah, he's he's a he's a top fucking G, if if I must say so myself. And, and that that his defensive, horse minded. Goat-minded awareness. Man, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, and he, the he headers. Just, he hits. He just doesn't care about his his mental health at this point. <laughs> like he just going. He dives with his head at everything. No, but like, dude, but let I me just say it. this: that there was clean slide tackles by our yeah. back four. Him and Kleeman, when they're starting together, there is something about yes, that back something four. Special. Something special. That I, I think they're the best back four in the league. And I, you know what? Even though I was just crapping on Emily, Guilin is nice at left back. He's nice, bro. He passed 100 consecutive starts this season for the uh, for the Rowdies, and he's you know coming into a deep. Says something. He's he's coming into a decent defensive icon for us. I feel like as well. 
Like, he's gaining credibility, at least in my eyes, because he's just always consistent. But what were your thoughts on our defense, Brandon? That's honestly what stood out to me the most was that defensive pairing with Kleeman and uh, Lasso, you know? And whether it was offensively or de- defensively, uh, whether it was Lasso breaking up passes and crosses with his head or just making tackles and getting in Sanchez's little 4'11 ass, <laughs> whatever he is. Um, or Kleeman, and what if what I – Saw the most was just like they both saw hand in hand, like I was saying with Lasso and his defense, but with Kleeman and just sort of not joining the attack, but breaking out the attack from the back with either passing it out to Antley or passing it to Dennis in the midfield or getting it to White in the midfield. Because a lot of White's runs were generated by Kleeman's ball movement, if not by Kleeman himself passing the ball to White, you know? I and like just that. having a defensive pairing that is so stout defensively, but also having someone like Kleeman that can just sort of break out the passes from the back line and just get the attack going from there and just slow build up, that's that's very important to have. And I think that's just, like, just sort of backs why our attack is so stout and why we have so much intensity and why we have so many shots on goals. You said something that I just completely agree with. You said slow build up. Um, excuse the noise in the background. We have two massive Great Danes on the property. So if you hear any rustling around there, so we, we apologize for that here at Tea Time. But I just want to go ahead and just touch on what you said about the slow build-up process of the attack. I noticed what you said. You said the slow pass like game at the back line. And I noticed that him and Vlasso will push up there, stay there, and just orchestrate mm-hmm. what, what side they want to go yeah. in and attack. Like, and they, they all just sort of camp that midfield line. And it, it works. Yeah. It, it works. And it's, it was like that last weekend, too. You know, and I didn't really see much attack, if any at all, started from a, a ball over the top to J.J. or Spalding or Delgard making a long run. It all started from Kleeman passing over to Antley, Antley to White in the midfield, or Antley to Dennis, or even Kleeman to Dennis. It all started from the back line with just small ground passes and just slow buildup. Then we would get it out to Delgard and give him a through ball and let him go in and get it, or Spalding let him go in and get it and have them make a play. But I it's very simple, though, but it's very effective because mm-hmm. – it's, I think it all just back to the, goes back to the coaching and Neil Collins and having his guys bought into that simple yet effective strategy on the pitch, you know. And I just wanted to also touch on the fact that not only did the defense, like, stand out offensively, but defensively, you know, holding this great offense and great team to one goal and keeping them to a tie – and also scoring on them. Yeah. They were a good defensive team. Best, Yeah, best defensive team. Considered the least amount of goals. And honestly, going back to the execution, we could have fucking had four goals yeah. in the first Holy half, shit, which we were playing a team that's allowed six all season, and we could have easily put up score four on them. Mm-hmm. If easily. some of those shots were a little more accurate. Yeah. I mean, I, that one, that first shot Charlie Dennis took, it was, it was right there. It was and close, I, man. I do think we, now, like, even though we drew, we drew with them, I do think we are the best team. Yeah, I think this really set us apart. Um, and we came out and we did exactly what we did last week against the lesser side. And I was saying, like, that was my first impression. So I was really interested to see what they would do given the ladder as far as, like, the strength of the opponent. And yeah. they lived up. And honestly... They did exceed my expectations. I really, I, I did predict a 2-2 scoreline. And honestly, I think we were on pace for that, not for the weather. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I didn't think we were going to dominate the way we did. And even though they did get that goal back at the end of the first half. It was their, like, one of their first. Yeah, and you said it was a very good goal. And honestly, not many, there's not really 
much you could have done about that goal as far as defending it, you know? They made a run, and it, it, it really paid off for them because yeah. Cicerone... So they was, did what good attacking teams do, and they did what... They executed. Yeah, they, they executed. And when the ball's on the foot of the lead, leading scorer, nine times out of ten, it's going on the back of the net. Yeah. And we talked about this in the last episode, the battle of striker v. center backs. Russell Cicerone versus Forrest Lasso. Forrest Lasso was bodying uh, Sanchez and shutting that guy down. I don't know who the goal, like the, the error was. It on, was on. Clean. It was on. Yeah, clean. I was gonna say Cicerone didn't line up on Lasso's side. Honestly, no, there was. was I didn't. I didn't see much of Cicerone in the first half at all until he scored. But he was Did pretty much silent. Assist? Yeah, it was, it was a nice assist. It was, it was nice. a really good goal. Really good goal. And it, we we kind of touched. We were talk. We you you we, you were talking about Kleeman and. He is definitely one of my favorite players on the team just because he knows his assignments. Kind of a an error on his part on that goal, but honestly, like going back to that assist, like it was it was set up kind of kind of nicely. Like I very few guys in this league could have probably stopped it. It was a it was a class goal. And if Lasso was there, you know, I am not gonna lie, I I don't think there was a goal. Mm, You know, I hate to say that to Kleeman. Because I love Lasso's just locked down. Because Lasso, like, I don't think anyone out there, unless you're a Rowdies fan, I know they have a Rowdies fan base in Spain and the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, they're actually a pretty well-known team across mm-hmm. the globe um, in regards to a USL team. If you don't know who Forrest Lasso is, like, he's just him. Three do, yourself, time, do yourself a favor and educate yourself. Three, yes. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time. Had a, had a small stint over in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he's he's been moving around. He's played for three clubs in three different countries in the last like fifteen or so months. He played uh, for FC Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Or, or so um, we're glad to have him back home where he belongs here yes. in Tampa Bay, and it's it's been such a pleasure to watch him play, man. It's, you're never gonna forget him. Yeah, ever. I wanna I wanted to ask you guys though on what your thoughts on JJ Williams' game was, and we obviously we know we got double double yellow got sent off he's gonna be suspended for next week against new mexico which we'll touch on that as well Uh, but i wanted to get your guys thoughts um on uh, jj williams performance brady did you want to go ahead and go first there i think williams is a solid player though all right i think he's a solid player but no one compares to lasso i think lasso is the best player on our team yeah i think honestly he deserves a spot in mls Mm. At least on... At least a backup. Yeah, at least as a backup. I mean, he's good. He but what were your thoughts on, like, what Brandon was talking about, like, J.J. Williams' chances that he had? And, yeah, and no, he's, he's a good striker. He has good positioning. He's fast. He's strong. He can, he can shoot, too. He can finish. He's got a lot of good stuff. And, honestly, if he keeps playing the way he does, other than a red card, <laughs> dude, honestly, he could lead us to the playoffs. Yeah. I believe it's only up from here with J.J. And we even touched on it last week. It's all just raw. Raw talent, raw game, and we we ready. didn't see as much of it. I'm not sure, sort of, um, what the result was for the second half. But in the first yeah. half, we didn't see as much of it with uh, that. So I guess sort of premeditated intuition with JJ and trying to place the ball somewhere where he's expecting his teammate to be, but he's just not quite there yet. Yeah. Because last week we saw that a lot. Yeah. At least four or five times the ball came to JJ and he tried to one-touch it with his head or his foot to a spot where his teammate wasn't, um, but he thought he was going to be there, you know. Yeah. And last night, uh, I only I only saw it once in the first half, and I mentioned it to you when, when I did see that. Uh, he tried to head it on to Spalding on the left side, yeah. but it just it wasn't there. But 
it was good to sort of see him limit that, and you know, as much as possible in this game. But but you can still see that he wants to make yeah, flash which is good. And no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just they just gotta make sure that they're on exactly. on point with with the chemistry before they're doing that, because it can lead to valuable turnovers. You know, like because yeah. if your if your chemistry is on with those situations, those are good goal scoring chances yeah. that they're sort of missing out on just because he's sort of maybe rushing it or just not on page. But it was good to see him sort of. Draw back on that. I, I was impressed with this game, you know. Um, got that goal, great attacking position again. Delgard put it right on the money, and he just slotted it to the left of the goalkeeper. Nice, cool, calm, collected. Um, I believe that puts him, I think, tied in third right now in goals in the league with six. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's in the course of a couple, yeah. months, like a, a month and a yeah, half. Yeah, for real. Yeah, and just think if we can just sort of. Yeah, refine this raw talent. Just imagine what he's really going to be then. Yeah, you know? a full-time starter next year if they do like a two-striker setup when Leo gets back mm, with him and JJ. Do you realize how insane. fucking amazing that could? That be? would be the best attack in the league. No, we have to win the MVP and yeah. JJ Williams is a rising star. Man. Speaking of MVP, I just want to just say you guys need to go follow our Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports mainly because. Not only did we go to this game, but Caden was able to actually get a get a good selfie with yeah. MVP Leo Fernandez. This man is a fucking legend, especially in USL and especially for Tampa Bay Rowdy fans. He's an icon. And uh, you want to just yeah. explain the interaction you had with so, him real quick for context? I, uh, I was walking up. It was starting to rain, so I was like, no, "Fuck this! Let me get let me get to the let me get to the the uh, the over the, the overhanging little area before it uh, before it gets packed in there." So I'm leaving, and I see Leo sitting there. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's Leo. It's Leo. Leo. So I walk over, I'm like, MVP, MVP. <laughs> and then he turns around, I'm like, Leo. And he stands up. I dap him up. I give him a hug. I stand back, and I, I ask him about his injury, say he's doing good. And uh, I should have asked him when he was going to be back. Mm. That's Play the only time I wish, I wish I asked him to be back. But I uh, took a quick flick with him. He's a really nice dude. And, uh, that's yeah. a, that's back to back weeks now. He's got back interactions weeks. with rowdy players. Yes, sir. Shout out to Raiko Rosarina last week, mm-hmm. brother of Ray's star, yeah. Randy Rosarina. Yeah. Um, I've actually I found out after that he's very involved with the community. He he goes to a lot of Rays games. He's always getting pictures with the fans and stuff. I'm in a, um, I'm in a Tampa Bay Rays like fan page on Facebook, and there's always pictures of him just posting up with kids and people at the Rays games. So that's nice. dope. You like to see that in the community, especially. Mm-hmm. Especially in that situation, too, because um, with his brother Randy sort of being... Superstar. Yeah, the superstar that he is and playing for a Rays team, like, it's kind of hard to compare an MLB team to a USL soccer team, but yeah. Randy's a lot more known worldwide he, than Ryko, but this, you, still, you still get to see that appreciation and that impact that Ryko has with the community and the fan base, which is really cool. But Ryko was on... Uh, one of our championship squads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And so he, he's known. He is known. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it, it is also really cool to see him involved with, like like you said, the community of Tampa Bay and St. Pete. Like, Definitely shout out to those places. Like St. Pete last night, despite the rain, it's always a vibe. Like, mm-hmm. Especially we went to Ford's Garage after I was, uh, let me just Garage. say, it, drunk as shit. But seen better days. Yeah, seen better days. We'll say that much and we'll leave it at that, honestly. But... I, I'll go ahead and answer the question that you laid on us, Brandon, about J.J. Williams' mm-hmm. like play. I I thought it was definitely, like, his chances are there, shots on goal are there. It's just his execution. He just needs to get more touch. Like, he needs to work on his touch. If he can just get his one touches down, 
instead of like making those anticip- anticipation plays, just shoot it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can get that good. He has the talent. He has the potential. The upside. All you need. And like I, I honestly think it's just better for like it's just gonna get better for him yeah. going forward. That's one thing I have noticed with this Tampa Bay team. The two weeks that I've been a fan and been watching them is that, and it's not a bad thing, but they always. They always look to take that extra pass when there honestly could be a shot there. Yeah. You know? And I saw that a couple times last night in the first half. saw that a lot last weekend. And, like, you like to see that from your team. That means they have chemistry. That means they, they trust each other, you know? Like, you always want to see that pass over shoot mentality. But yeah. at the end of the day, man, there's times where, like, you just got to, like, put the game on your on your boot yourself and have the confidence to be willing to just strike that shit to the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's... If they can like sort of get into that mindset and just like distinguish that between one another or with those certain players, or maybe like there's some way that Collins to sort of tap into that, and Charlie then that's gonna, to do that. that's gonna set us apart big time, especially come playoff time. Especially come playoff I time. Agree. But and if we can get Charlie Dennis to get that mentality with his long shots and his ability to just put the ball wherever he wants it, yeah, that, that's a deadly weapon we're looking at. And shout out to Sparrow too. Another good night from Sparrow. Um, first goal, kind of. Kind of hard to put any goal in that situation and One bet on them to make a save. But shout out to him for that huge free kick save in the second half. That was going in if he doesn't save that. That's what you want to see from your goalie. Save of the week? It has to be. I mean, Maybe, I, mean I can't say it has to Maybe be because I didn't see any other fucking USL games I mean, this week, we'll but see the nomination. It definitely deserves a nomination. Yeah, for That's sure. That's a game-winning but, goal. And that'd be, that'd be something to have our goalie with save of the week in what two of the last three weeks four weeks mm-hmm. yeah. Last, yeah something like that and two of the last but, three weeks yeah I, with JJ's game as a whole this week I don't know I didn't really see too much different from last week as far as improvement or declining scored another goal scored another goal got Fair sent enough. off um, yeah, I didn't really enough. see his first yellow card was bullshit honestly it was excuse me the first yellow card was bullshit second yellow card I saw it in the highlights but I didn't really see what he did to get it um I just think that ref had it out for him, man. Honestly, I do. The ref was terrible. The ref was honestly I shit. I mean, we, we can't stress that enough. But the ref was shit, but um. Antley got sent off. Too. Yeah, he got sent off too. That was. That was I don't he even was, know what happened. He was yapping all game too. As he should have, dude. I hope he was yapping at the yeah. No, he was yapping at the ref. I don't know how fucking shitty he was, you know. I mean, the whole fan base was as well. I mean, especially was, yourself. I'm pretty yes. sure especially yourself. I'm pretty sure yes. that's why JJ got his. Uh, I second, lost my. I lost my voice like 20 minutes into the game. <laughs> like, I was already, like, All because of that fucking ref, man. Because of the ref. All like, because of that fucking ref. Hey, he but, deserved it. He did. But, I mean, and like I said, though, JJ, he limited those moments where he was sort of anticipating someone to be there when they weren't. And he did score again, so, but, honestly, at the same time, it did get sent off. So, it's, I didn't see too much improvement. I would sort of rate his performance the same as last week. If you want to get technical with it, the red card would sort of negate some of it. It would make it worse. Um, but the fact that he limited on those turnovers and sort of trying to place the ball, expecting someone to be there, like we keep touching on, um, that definitely helped out his rating as well. But definitely, it's it's going to be interesting to see what we come up with next week and what we pull out of the hat or what Neil Collins pulled out of the hat this week. And I, I want to sort of get your guys' thoughts on um, – what we're gonna do? Prediction wise, yeah. Prediction wise, what we're yeah. gonna do with, with that number nine? Who's gonna play there? What we might change up mm-hmm. formatically, um, if we change our form or how we attack differently, and sort of what you guys think. Um, well, I, I guess I'll touch on this. I think we need to uh, get more speed out there. We're dealing with a lot of injuries in the yeah, center, uh, in the midfield position. Um, and Caden can touch on that more in depth. But I, I think we need to uh, 
you know, I think Tate Johnson can get in there at, at, at midfield, bro. I think he has a speed. I know he's small, but I know he, I know he's a back. He deserves but, a shot, isn't Antley out? Uh, well, yeah, Antley's gonna be out. Antley's gone. Um, so but this has to be Tate Johnson's start. I, I, I he needs to start, in my opinion. And obviously, Cal Jennings is gonna be that number nine. Um, but he was disappointing for me, at least. He had he's he's the same thing as JJ. Not even, not, not even, no, like, not the same thing. No, JJ. like, I, I'm not saying like that because JJ's better, but, like, they both miss they chances they so play, much. They don't even play the same, though. No, not like, not like that. I'm not comparing their play styles, but their production, like, JJ should have, like, 13 goals right now. Yeah. Like, JJ. type shit. And yeah. Cal Jennings in the beginning of the year was the same way. Like, he mm-hmm. just missed chances or just lacked the touch to but be able to one You can see the spark is there. That fish was No, I can see the spark is there with both of these guys. But Cal Jennings taking helm, I just feel like he's a better midfielder in my I opinion. That. I feel like that's where he should switch to. But just one of those things where, like, you know, maybe we'll have to see an entire, you know, formation change by Neil Collins. But just one of those, you know, hope, uh, let me just say this. I hope that we actually can beat New Mexico swiftly because I think we need three points to take over the Eastern Conference. Yeah, we do. So, and like I was saying, we really left some points on the table with this game. Unfortunately... Um, but we're still we're still sitting nice in third place in the standings, you know, um, right behind Pittsburgh, right behind Charlotte, or Charleston. I'm sorry, um, but you know, it's this is gonna be one of those games where we just can't let the fact that JJ's out ruin us and stop us from getting three points this week, you know, because who knows if Pittsburgh and Charleston both drop points this week, we can be slotted right into that number one spot. I don't know if we. Have played either team this year, and what the tiebreaker is? I think like, we did play Charleston, um, but yeah, we we're twice and we lost both times. Damn. So yeah, we wouldn't be slotted in, into the number one role then. But Charleston's sitting at twenty four points in first. Pittsburgh's twenty three points in second. Um, then we're tied for third with Louisville with twenty one points. But Louisville's always been a little bit of a rival for us. So mm-hmm. when we do play them again, mm-hmm. uh, we need to have a little watch party because we that's a legit them. team we do face a lot. We lost to them in the uh, this season opener. No, we lost well, them in the Eastern. Eastern uh, last year in the playoffs. That, yeah, it was in the it was in the conference final. Ah. The Eastern conference final. We lost to them. And we'll mm-hmm. be playing them again. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that's definitely something we're gonna have to look out for, man. I'm, yes. I'm. I'm. That's what I'm like looking for the most is just diving into those moments when playoff playoffs comes around. Oh, it's And I can really just and by then I'll be really into my Rowdies fandom. Yes. yes. Um, you learn all the players and you'll get really hyped. Yeah, but I I really I don't know what to expect looking into the next week's game. I don't really know much about Kyle Jennings. I haven't seen much of him. But we're facing a New Mexico team that's coming off a one nil loss to El Paso. Um, they're not in the best form right now. They're just a very mid team. Yeah. Honestly, there's really no other way to put it. They're not very good or very bad at any aspect. What's their of the record game. by chance? Um, Sorry I just had that. Let me get that back for you. Sorry to throw you on the spot. No, man. They're, they're, right they're now they're four two and five. Four two and five. Um, 14 points, 16 goals for, 16 goals allowed. They're just mid. They're, they're really like, just their defense just mid. is questionable. Questionable. Yeah. So maybe that's a good sign to have someone with fresh legs to come in. They have a goal differential of zero. Yeah. So, so I mean, this is this rough. is the game that I guess you want to go into if you're facing the situation like the Rowdies are this week, having your number nine out, having your right back out, and having to be faced with the. Situation that we're gonna have to put someone like Jennings in, someone like, uh, fuck, what's his name again? The, Felix Schroeder, uh, the, the, the uh, Wonder Kid. Oh, Tate, Tate Johnson. Johnson. Tate Johnson, yeah. yeah. 
The Wonder Kid. We giggling over here. He is a Wonder Kid. He is. He's 17. Yeah, he's, he's a Wonder Kid. I know. The ladies behind us last week we were harping on him saying, so does he have to... Does he have labor laws for practice? Because <laughs> he's still in school and his mommy still has to sign off on everything, but he's Damn. playing. Like, actually, I hate I'm yeah. fairly positive the Tampa Bay Rowdies actually have a schooling system with their academy. Good. They actually have a really good farm system for these leagues as well. Like, oh. it's actually kind yeah. of shocking because you can play for the USL at like you can try out. You can try out age them. groups from like 12 to 13 in little leagues all around the country. Like, they take care of the people that they want to grow in in house, if you will. And send up to MLS and then abroad, obviously. But I, I did want to ask Brady what your prediction for the New Mexico game is going to be. Uh, if you can give us a point uh, scoreboard, I got idea. it. Um, <laughs> three nil, bro. Rowdies. Really? Three nil. Okay. The back of pulling that out of like the hat. I, I yeah. hope so. What do you, What do y'all think? What about yourself, Brandon? I think it's I think it's gonna be a slight two nil victory. Okay. Two nil for the Rowdies. Somos Rowdies. Yeah, Somos, Somos Rowdies. rowdies. Indeed, I do think they they might squeak one by, uh, so I'm just I, I I do think we can capitalize though. So I, I, I'm gonna go two one. Yeah, I just I just think our defense is gonna be too stout, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, I feel like that's gonna be what Neil Collins will really dial in this week in practice. Is he's gonna understand that we're gonna be a little bit lackluster to, um, attacking wise. So yeah. he's he's gonna understand that what we're gonna need to pull us away from this is a clean sheet performance or just a very stout defensive performance. I mean, we've given up a goal, one goal in the last two games. Um, I, I attribute the Colorado one to just being tired, you know, just dead legs at the end of the game. Then yeah. Last night, we already touched on, it was just no no keeper was really going to save that. Kind of hard to stop that type of pass, you know, especially when you have someone like Cicerone on the other end of it, yeah. who's able to just wiggle, wiggle around a defender and find that open spot. Um, but yeah, man, New Mexico, they're coming off two losses in a row. Um, facing a good El Paso team last week, coming into a good Tampa Bay team this week. I just think they're going to sort of continue that losing trend. Um, how about yourself, Trevor? I think the score is most likely going to be... Um, I think this will be an exciting game. I'm, I'm going to go like 3-1 mm. Rowdies. Uh, I, I agree with Kate. I think they'll squeak one by probably like you know, maybe towards the end of the first half or something like this past weekend, but um, definitely something to look out for. I do think that we'll get those three points, but it won't be enough to uh, obviously get us into the first place uh, position that we want to be in, but I, I think it'll be a kind of a good way to get some of these guys off the bench, some experience and uh, some some reps, if you will, mm. to uh, get ready for this late season push. Uh, and we're, we're still kind of early in the season, but you know, it's kind of, Ooh. you know, one of those things where you want to stay consistent. Looking at the schedule, just found out next weekend, Pittsburgh and Charleston are actually playing each other. Ooh, that's a big mix-up. So up. first versus second. Yeah, that's going to be a very good game to shift the table around. It, it will change position. And, and may push Rowdies into league title. I, I think if you, if you actually think about it, if we hope like, for a draw. We if, yeah, if we they get draw. A, I was going to say, if they get a draw, then... Then, I mean, we'll... We'll be in second. We'll surpass Pittsburgh. Then we'll be in second, one point behind I don't Charleston. Think we played Pittsburgh, so oh, that, I think we can surpass P- Pittsburgh if I'm not mistaken. Well, point wise, we will, because yeah, they'll only have. Uh, well, actually, we'll be tied with them on points. So unless unless they have a higher goal differential than us, I'm I'm okay with tied for second right now. Like I, I, would, I would like that. Obviously, but and honestly, I like anything where we're in the playoff picture. Just like yeah, if we can get into the playoffs, 
The Rowdies are a different team in the playoffs. Oh, this is actually um, interesting. It looks like Louisville's only played 12 games. So they've played a game less than Tampa has. And they have just as many points as us. So wow. that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. Damn, their offense is electrifying in that Even sense. Even a... No, that's, no, points are... Uh, so you get three points if you win a game. You get two points if even, you... Uh, oh, even Memphis. Memphis 9-1 FC, they've played 10 games. And they have 18 points. Which hmm. is very interesting as well. Because only a game behind us with three games less played. Wow. I, I wonder, wonder if they're playing more of those tournament games. What's that tournament called, Caden? What the U.S. the U.S. Open Cup? Yeah, we played. Shout uh, out to Orlando City. They won that last year. Got knocked out in the round of thirty-two this year, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah we uh, we played Houston Dynamo. Uh, I remember you guys telling us that one zero. But uh, Pittsburgh, the, the Pittsburgh team beat. I think it was uh, New England Revolution. Mm. That was like one of the best teams in MLS. Yeah. And I'd also to like to shout out to Orlando FC, uh, Orlando City FC again. They just won, I think, four nil yeah. this past week. And their their coach Pereira just got his fiftieth win in all competitions. Oh, they were they were a USL team. They were a USL championship team. That's fire. Before they were that's fire. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was Nashville, I believe. I just think it's really cool that the USL. I mean, if we want to touch on this really quickly, um, the Indy. Um, Oh, Indy 11, yeah. The Indy 11, the, uh, Indy 11. Kind of an investment in so, the USL Championship League. I heard a report saying that it was going to be a... Um, like it was a, This was a long while ago. I heard a report saying that there was going to be a like a $1.5, $1.2 billion investment in a stadium and just like developing the surrounding areas of the stadium. And they're now... I'm now seeing like what they're actually going to build. And it's a massive like like 40,000 they're building a town around this pretty much bro a a shopping mall like shopping centers around this beautiful stadium yeah for a USL team USL team for a USL team that is so crazy 1.2 1.5 billion dollars would it be does that mean they're trying to get promoted? That's crazy. To MLS in the next couple of years, which Maybe. that could be possible. That's why they're doing this. They yeah. want to get their. That team would make the that. most sense. That would. Make it sense, would make yeah. the most sense. Or is the USL like somehow getting more funding and like they're actually going to try and elevate the quality of just overall production I think so. of this league? Yeah, which I would vote for. I think even if it is more so like them trying to get promoted to the MLS, it's still as a something. just as a I guess side effect. It's going to sort of bring more. More money. More of a, I guess, possibility for that for the USL one day to be that type of to be like I, second I entity to the MLS. I'm I guess. not trying to compare any of these leagues to like Premier or like European yeah, yeah, football. Yeah, you can, no, but yeah. the, that's but the thing. About, I was just saying like this could be like the EFL to Premier, which like MLS would be Premier for America, and mm-hmm. then the USL yeah. would be like the EFL one. You know. And say what you want about it, man. USA Soccer has been. It's been it's exploding been lately, exactly. dude. Like, like na- right now, it's been exploding. Not even talking about the national team, but just the MLS itself and the talent and the like the the quality of soccer that we're able to produce. And, and the popularity too. Exactly. And popularity is exploding as well. And, and it, it helps when you have names like Christian Pulisic on your on your. Oh, national not team. even that, but Wayne Rooney coming over at the yeah. end of his career. David uh, Beckham. David Beckham and Got just that. having all these European greats that just at the end of their career moving to the Americas. And just living life and playing still quality soccer over there, but something that they can still compete in at their age. Yeah. That isn't sort of what it's like over there in Europe, where Gareth they can't Bale. compete anymore. You Gareth, know? Gareth Bale. Bale. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck. What was that guy's name on New York too? 
Um, Carlos Pele. Vela. Pele uh, was Pele on, Pele came Pele was on New York Times. Carlos Vela. Uh, Chicharito even has some time in the MLS. There's a history to American soccer or football as 100%. well. And I, I think it's awesome that it's getting more and more, I guess, larger in attendance and attention. And it's, it's just good overall, I guess, for... I think the world, because sports is just an exhilarating and free space for everyone, and it's a great community to be a part of. And talk, talk about you know a, a great rising community in, in sports. Saudi Arabia, they have just now purchased uh, Cristiano Ronaldo this season, and now they're they're now purchasing um, Karim Benzema, mm. two hundred million a year for for Karim Benzema out if out if he has. That's a crazy. I but now I, I've just seen a report that's saying government is pumping. Twenty billion dollars, twenty billion dollars. Goddamn, oil money in the league just to just damn. to get more quality players. Damn, I don't, I don't know how I like it. I don't honestly. know if I like that at all because it's just kind of money coming exactly. in from like it's they're just, not really building the brand in a like a ground up yeah, way. Nobody wants to see fucking Ronaldo or Benzema play over there. Nobody. But you also have to realize that's what the that's what the Saudis like to do the live golf thing. They just threw mil- yeah. hundreds of millions and of golfers. And I don't think it'll ever really change much with the game of soccer today and how it's no. viewed. And I don't think there'll ever be anything like the England or the France or the Italy or the German German. Or the Spain, as far as like the league, the domestic and the league. History of it. Yeah, I just it'll just always be that thing. But 100%. I just I just hope they don't just go splurging all this money and just start picking all these big names out of Europe and just having them come play over there. That's what they want to do. Sadly, I, I hope talks, not, bro. And I just I just hope five years from now we just don't see like one or two Saudi Arabia teams that start. Wait, no, they, they wouldn't even be able to compete in the Champions League, would they? No, because no, they're not yeah. here. Yeah, so that's but like but they but have still, their, I think they have their own Champions League. Down yeah, there. but yeah, if, if for whatever reason one day there is a fucking Super League or something like that, mm-hmm. and there's just one or two Arabian, not Arabian, Saudi Arabia teams that are in there just because they bought these fucking players with this oil money, I'm gonna be a little upset as a fan. Yeah, I mean it's just gonna win just, everything. Just be powerhouse teams, but I guess I mean that's definitely content for like its own episode for sure. Then uh, going back onto the Rowdies though, we'll we'll definitely touch on this going into next week, but. This this will be a good sort of like gap game going in against New Mexico because the week after that we are we're facing El Paso on the road mm. and they're the team that just beat New Mexico they're second second or third in the in the West right now but they've also won f- five games in a row so they're hot right now so that's definitely going to be a good matchup going into the week following or the week after because we're going to see what we can sort of do this week without JJ Williams you know. It yeah. might maybe we have another like name or someone else that sort of rises to the occasion that we might not have known that we ever had. Maybe, you know? I, 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 maybe I'm thinking maybe a uh, Felix Schroeder or uh, if it if it's not Cal Jennings then Felix Schroeder or Aaron Martinez. I agree, I agree. Um, but is there anything else you guys wanted to briefly touch up on before we wrap this up? Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. Somos rowdies. Uh, Brady, Brandon, Caden, thank you guys very much for. Uh, Tuning in and hopping on this episode for sure. Brady, thank you for getting on sound. Uh, top G over there. But uh, I guess we're going to wrap this up. And I guess definitely Somos Rowdies. And uh, definitely keep an eye out for more content regarding the Rowdies. We're going to be going to the game versus New Mexico uh, this upcoming Saturday. So stay tuned for that. And thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate all the support out there, especially if you're listening abroad, across the pond, wherever, whenever. Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. I, have, I have the most important message of all time. Mm. Okay. Forza Zlatan. 
God. Jesus. Zlatan retired today. RIP oh, to the career day. of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Sad day for soccer. Icon. Sad day. Icon. Legend. Might Icon. be on the Mount Rushmore of, of athletes. He's on, no, no, he's on no. the Mount Rushmore of strikers. Sh- okay. That's okay. for sure. And that's a conversation. That we he's can... in top 10 goals of all time. Yeah, so. That's an accomplishment, bro. Yeah. He's had a great career. He, he, he probably mean. has the greatest, in, in my opinion, the greatest goal scoring ability. Is ever. he the Toby of soccer? Maybe. Yo. Maybe. Maybe. If you really think about his mindset and his yeah. talent and... Because he's the king. When he walks in, he's the king of everything. And he has... He carries himself as mm. as that as and, well. And, you know, I saw I saw something today. It was like um, he turned down... When he was coming from LA Galaxy, when he came back to Milan. So before he was com- coming back from uh, to go to Milan, he was still on LA Galaxy. He got a bid from China that was like $100 million for one, like one season. Yeah, he would have been one of the first to... He, tur- he turned it down. Take less money just to play for Milan. Yeah, talk about another one of those household names coming over to MLS too. Fucking Zlatan. Yeah, exactly. Remember that Zlatan. game he fucking had? It, it, it was his first game. The fucking trick. sniper. Oh my god, that goal from midfield, Jesus. Oh my, that was. I showed yeah. him that. That was well probably des- the greatest MLS goal well, ever. Well deserved shout outs to the goat to end it off for real. Oh, for sure, definitely. And he's gonna succeed wherever else he goes. Hopefully, he buys a USL team or an MLS team or something because they're cheaper than those other teams over there. That'd so be something, man. That'd thankfully, be cool. thankfully, I bought a Zlatan jersey before he retired, just so I can say like I was watching him before he retired. Yeah, for real. I, you've been talking about him for a long ass time, bro. That's really, my dog. So. And uh, definitely shout out to him for his great career. And Brady, I guess we're pretty much wrapped up here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And take care. So much rowdies.